the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. And now, it's the Coffee Stop with Jenny Green. Welcome to a wonderful Women's Month edition of the Coffee Stop with me, Jenny Green. We have decided to do a very specific uh, ladies series focusing on women. Um, and to start that series, I'd like to welcome one of our longest standing cyclists in the women's scene, Henriette Skuman. Henriette, wonderful to have you up in Joburg with us. Thank you for coming to play with us. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, it's wonderful to have you. Coffee in hand. The whole idea about this Coffee Stop podcast was to have very informal chats with different people from different parts of the cycling fraternity. And I think we got a fairly high percentage. I think our, our last count, we had 23% of our field as women. And to me, that's only growable. And I think the only way we grow that is by educating women and talking to women and helping them. I think it's very much internationally a male-dominated sport. And I think a lot of women are intimidated about getting on a bike, learning about things, all cycling. I mean, it's a very niche sport. And it's there's very many little nuances that if you don't get them, you kind of stand out or you have an uncomfortable ride or... I mean, the classic one is wearing a pair of bib shorts inside out. You know, you do that wrong, you're going <laughs> to be the laughing stock of your coffee ride. So, you know, I think, I think it's about chatting to people across the board. But what is different for women? I always say to people when they start off cycling or they're interested in the sport but they're too scared to start, I always tell them don't make it complicated. Get a helmet, get mm. a good pair of shorts. You don't actually even need an expensive bike. Yeah, um, exactly. Obviously, safety is a concern, but you're not going to spend f- three, four hours like professional riders out there. Mm. And what you see in races like Tour de France on TV, that's the extreme of it. Absolutely. There is an enjoyment factor out there. And like anything, it's like cycling for me is l- literally like going for a jog. You just take your bicycle with. Yeah. You literally just need to actually get on your bike and then you go for a ride. It's one of those beautiful sports that you can walk out your front door mm. with your bicycle mm. and you're in your driveway and you start riding yeah. don't make it complicated the training is consistency is key obviously going with people and, and, and sharing mm. the lovely sport with, with other always people always makes is, it more fun doesn't it, it makes it more fun but um, don't make it more complicated than it is it, it, and like get exi- anxiety about it mm. um, because it's really very uncomplicated For like sure. I say it's, it's like running just with your bicycle yeah and obviously, the less stuff you have, the less, as you say, complicated it is. But I think that's often a big barrier to a ride. You know, if you kind of, Steve and I always have this conversation around training when we're talking about training. Like, often people think, oh, I've only got a half an hour. It's too much of a mission. You know, rather go and do it for that half an hour. It's a half an hour in the bank. As opposed to, oh, I can't be bothered. It's too much of a, you know, there's too many things and heart rate monitors and, and computers and things to charge and whatever. And, whatever. and you end up not going because it's too much of a mission. Yes. Rather keep it simple get out there and just be on your bike worry about all that other stuff down the line once you've actually settled into it yeah and, and whatever your reason is because you're interested in cycling be it a goal that you you it was a day that you want to do a race <laughs> or you want to lose weight doesn't matter what you weigh doesn't matter anything your fitness level hmm. there's always a beginning point and then the, the hardest thing to do is actually to start yeah, yeah and i always say to people you know get yourself a goal even if it's losing weight or getting into a race that's why like with 
a ride like Ride Joburg, it's so mm-hmm. fantastic that any person can actually do it. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a lovely opportunity for someone to actually get into the sport aspiring to achieving a goal. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, if, if it's riding a race, the, the weight will come off automatically. There are groups all over that's riding and you actually don't need to ride seven days a week. Yeah, it would actually be detrimental. To actually ride bike at an enjoyable level <coughs> and riding a ride like Ride Joburg, you actually, you can ride three times a week. If you're a keen runner, you can run once or twice a week as well. Mm. You can do spinning during mm. the week. And maybe like on weekends, I'm sure everyone's got at least two hours to pinch off on a weekend to go for a nice little Make ride. Make the time for sure. Yeah. So before we head on down that road, I think let me introduce you a little better to our listeners because it's very nice to sit and have you here and I know who you are and we actually happen to be friends as well. But I think let's put in perspective where your experience comes from. You have won what was known as the Cycle Challenge in those days, now the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg. You've won the race four times, maybe five. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, unfortunately I don't keep count of what I do, but I think as far as I know it's four times, but um, I must say the Ride Joburg is one of my favourite rides of the year. Um, It's obviously very hard for me. Um, I live at the coast, so Mm. I always need to prepare myself slightly different for Mm. the altitude. So we'll talk about that just now as well. Pause (laughs) that because that's a very interesting factor. It's always something to consider. Mm. Um, You you just suffer that little bit higher at a higher level. But it's which would you say of those four is a highlight? Does one stand out? I mean, obviously things have changed over the years with some route sort of tweaks and variations, but more venue. And obviously, therefore, finishes. Which stands out for you? I can't exactly <laughs> remember which year it was, but there was a hell of a hill to finish on, and I got excited about it. And I just made <laughs> things sure. you don't hear often from from women cyclists. There was a hill, and I was excited. Um, so there was, I think, there was two thousand and six, which was the year, the first year we finished at Waterfall. Equestrian yeah. Estate. It was it's our first year with our Century Partnership. It's possible. And we turned off the R55 up that finish hill. That was literally, yeah. it really was a, quite a climb. Yeah, um, but it, it presented different opportunities for a rider like you. And it obviously opened it up very nicely for you. Yeah, I mean, like lo- different courses for different horses. Absolutely. So as the route changes, um, sometimes it favours me more than other for years. Sure. And then last year, when you guys decided <laughs> <laughs> to put the punishment, all the hills in the beginning, I did my homework about it and I just thought you know what it's really ideal because when you're still fresh you can make the most of the hills Mm. and that's where the action happened and I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and I managed to get in a break and I ended up second last year runner up as well I think the new route's fantastic really enjoyable and obviously super safe I Mm. mean it's like the Joburg belongs to the cyclists on that weekend so there's been different finishes and different routes but um, in general it's, it is quite a challenging route. Mm. I'm not going to lie, but it's enjoyable for no, everyone. I think you know it's something you've got to work towards, and that's why yeah. it is a big goal, and it, it needs to be. It needs to be some sort of a challenge that isn't a walk in the mm. park. You know, we have a lot of people who raise money for, for charity, and, mm. you know, because of that because of how difficult it is and needing to work towards it that's what gets people enthralled you know and are you going to finish or aren't you and that sort of kind of puts a bit of a hype on it which is nice as well but on top of the four cycle challenges you also eight time 
eight-time South African champion. I mean, hello. Wowzers. How many people can say that in their career? I mean, that's massive. How did we ever get those stripes off you? That's phenomenal. I've just been around forever, I suppose. But I love what I do, and it's really a passion of mine. And as long as I can stay relevant, and consistency is obviously key. Um, as long as I can, you know, be top five and be, like, competitive. Mm. Um, I'll still do it competitive, but at the end of the day, like, one day when I'm all retired and you'll probably end up... <laughs> That'll it, never come. <laughs> you'll probably find me when I'm 80 riding the ride Joburg in a wheelchair. So. <laughs> <laughs> Two things that sort of stem from that um, statement about being a time world champion. A, how do you keep the love? year in and year out, day in and day out. How do you keep that passion? And secondly, what makes up your day? You know, obviously you're in a lucky position and Mm. I say lucky because a lot of women aren't in this position. It would shock a lot of people to hear this, but a lot of professional women actually have day jobs and Mm. then they ride and and race and and Mm. have that as a separate because they're actually not able to live off that cycling income, which is a travesty in this day and age. So what actually makes up your day in terms of how much time are you spending doing sort of core conditioning or training or cross-training and how much are you on the bike? And how do you do it day in and day out, year in and year out? Um, okay, so firstly, I have to say that the reason why I started cycling is not for winning. Um, I know I've had a really successful career, mm. but it wasn't my main drive. I started cycling because um, I've grown up and I've had really had a hard childhood. So for me, it was escape and I found freedom in, in riding my bike. Mm. Um, it's, it's a very a, common theme. that uh, It's a great stress yeah. reliever. Yeah. Like for yeah. any anyone going through any circumstances in life like go out there and go exercise Mm. i promise you it makes the world a different place and you think you can't because you're too tired or you're too stressed whatever but actually you get out there and it's amazing so So that's the same for you which is really interesting to hear my passion started um as a freedom thing and it made me feel independent and then Mm. i started getting results and that's like kept me driving Mm. and like now I'm older and it's it gets harder to win races obviously but like I still enjoy it and um, I pat myself on the back when I get a good result but it's not the be-all end-all for me actually pitching in a race and standing on the start line with like-minded people yeah it is so special so you get that even as a pro that's brilliant I love that you know what it's like ride Joburg gives me the same feeling as going to Mm. the olympics (laughs) it is just it's ridiculous um but it's it it really there's like no there's no other way to describe it it's a celebration of humanity like Mm. big events like that so for me um like uh to to keep the motivation and um to actually stay stay motivated Mm. i started mountain biking as well because um, sometimes your motivation goes a little bit and mm. you you can't always judge just ride on uh, on discipline mm. um, you have to do something with passion or rather sure. stay at home so sure. to keep the love and, and reinvent yourself um, I actually started find doing new ways of loving it you find new ways mm. and you reinvent yourself so for other people they do it um, maybe mountain biking is the main sport, but for me, I do mountain biking is basically my hobby. Mm. So I mountain bike to actually um, take time off my road cycling, mm. to put it that mm. in, in in such a perspective. I think the road cycling is also quite intense because yes. there's not a lot to distract you. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously you've got targets to hit with power and heart rate and all of those things. But yeah, yeah. if you can do those and you happen to have a really cool single track, I mean, in PE, there must be some amazing routes along the coast and you've got nice views yeah. and forests and all of that. I mean, that just kind of takes your mind off of the mundane kind of chasing the numbers kind of thing. Yeah, it's. So, I mean, like even just sitting on a mountain bike and pedaling, it's a completely different pedaling experience for me mm. as a rider, I mean, being sitting day in and day, day out on a road bike, mm. I mean, the monotony obviously um, does get to you and it mm. does play a little bit with your motivation. But um, just going to races as well with mountain biking and mm. not having any pressure on me, um, I do get, obviously, I mean, I've got a competitive streak, so <laughs> I'll obviously always just try. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I always try and do well, but... Um, for me, the mountain biking is basically about just getting off um, my head off mm. the the monotony of the road cycling, mm. Mm. and then also, you know, um, being on the bike for so many years. You, as you get older, you have to um, you have to improvise to keep fit and stay strong, mm. and you don't have to spend hours on the bike. And mm. This message I can take to anyone that wants to start cycling. Mm. You don't need to cycle for two, three hours a day mm. to be enjoying it. Mm. Um, you don't even have to ride six days a week. I mean, like I ride less now that I'm older. Um, you can actually swap some of your cycling rides for core sessions and general body conditioning is very mm. important. Um, you see, especially now that I think a lot older. of people don't... Certainly, if I, as I've gotten older and I've been riding, I think as long as you have, not at the level you have, but I've been mm. riding. So my, my obviously knowing my body and knowing how things have changed, mm. you definitely, as an athlete, change. Mm. When you start to get older, you lose that core strength, and if you're not focusing on it, it definitely has an effect yeah. on on your on your riding and how capable you are on climbs and. I think sometimes it all kind of gets a bit lost in everyone just mm. trying to spend more time on the on the bike and getting onto the road. And obviously that is important because skills are a big thing and riding in big bunches and those yeah. are those skills are are very important. But if you're doing that on a weekend and mm. that's all you can manage in the week, you know, to be doing core conditioning stuff or you know high intensity or, or whatever kind of mm. things in between, you, they can round up a, re a really nice program to get that. Right. So, for instance, if I have to give you an example, say now you're a completely sedentary person. Mm. Um, you don't ride your bike at all. Now you want to start cycling. But you only really have weekends and maybe mm. one once a week. Mm. But now, I mean, which, which a lot of moms... Is, it's a reality. That's the reality of, of life, yeah. of working yeah. life. Even and, professional, yeah. you know, who, who don't have kids. So you don't need more than two strength sessions mm. a week. And it never needs to be more than an hour. And that's um, doable. You can start with 40 minutes, even 30 minutes. Mm. Anything is less than nothing. <laughs> I think if you've gone from sedentary lifestyle, 30 minutes is going to take you out of the knees. So yeah. that's a good start. Yeah. So now imagine you condition your muscles mm. to contract better and mm. more efficient. Mm. Imagine how much faster you're actually going to gain fitness because it's so much easier for your muscles to adapt. Mm. So your journey to fitness gets shortened, shortened. your mm. body conditioning, your body, the way your body carries itself mm. um, becomes more efficient. With that, your posture becomes better. Mm. Um, when, you, when you only sit on a bicycle for hours, eventually it's like a person sitting behind a computer. Mm. Same problem. Um, yeah, yeah, same problem. Just in a different form. Yeah. And um, the, 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 
the key of everything is balance. Mm. And um, as you get older, your body, your your course weakens. Yeah. And you don't need to do gym sessions um, and crunch big weights mm. around. Mm. You can, if you can carry your own body weight more efficient, that's the you're best. You're doing better. You yeah. only, you're already halfway there. Yeah. So that kind of leads me on. I mean, maybe we'll come back to to how you know what your typical day kind of looks like because i think that's quite i find that quite interesting because i think you know people kind of get the impression that you're just riding around doing coffee rides every day you know posting nice pictures on instagram not you alone but cyclists in general you know like they have such an amazing life but obviously there's pressure and there's stress and there's there's contracts and sponsorships that you have in place and you know you're trying to meet targets and that so what what do your days look look like to get there maybe we should talk about that first and then we can lead that into you having been doing some coaching training and and wanting to take that step up so maybe that leads into kind of what you've learned about your own coaching yourself or being coached and now maybe taking that on a little bit more as you're saying as you're getting older more experience how do you then you know take that to another level to now be helping other people so tell us what a normal day is like for you so now that i'm getting older i try and do six days a week which is not always possible because um sometimes the training's like really hard and i adjust my training according to how my recovery is and as you get older older unfortunately the mm. reality check is the, <laughs> the recovery, recovery is, is not always there <laughs> yeah. so you have good intentions of mm. of doing a, like a really hard interval session but um sure just sometimes it's mm. just so savage you just the next day you you feel like you've turned yourself inside out and, and you the, really so then need do you day. then take that work with it and say okay i had planned this yeah. at this intensity but actually we're going to dial it back and just do what we can when i do my program i do allow for adaptation uh, for for like changing stuff um because i am sometimes I, I use myself i experiment with myself mm. to try new things as well but I also, um, twice a week, I do core strength as well. So um, I I have, like, I've recently lost my dad. So um, I've lost a little bit of my motivation, my drive, and Mm. just took some time out just to sort my head out. Mm. But, yeah, now I'm going to get back into my core sessions. But now I need to actually consider that when I do on-bike training. Mm. So I need to allow to get the adaptation from the core strength um, training. And it's, it's literally... It's basically what it is. It's it's two core sessions a week for one hour. And And do you do that on a day that you've done a a gentle ride or a hard ride or no ride? I try, um, like on a Monday, I'll do no riding. So Mm. I'll only do the International Cycling Day of Rest. (laughs) Yes. Monday. (laughs) Otherwise, it's always a working weekend. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) And then my other day would be, say, ideally on a a Thursday, which is perfect because um, if Mm. I am racing on the Sunday, you would normally, ideally, you'd be resting on the Friday Mm. and do just do a pre-race ride on the Saturday. So um, it does... What is not what is nice about core training as well? You almost feel the day after you've done core mm. um, in your training that it's almost like you've activated muscles muscle that's groups, yeah. that's gone to sleep. Mm. Um, like if you really tap into your body, and that's why I always and and it's another thing I, I always tell people: please don't train with mu- and music, and that is mm. a good motiv- motivator. Mm. But listen to your body yeah. rather than listening to music. Yeah. When you have a session and you're just doing a ride, just listen to your mm. body and focus inwards. Mm. And that's how over the years I've learned to listen to my body. So sometimes I can feel 
okay, cool, this is too much. Mm. And then you can actually, like, I'm so tapped into my body that I can feel mm. when the, the core is actually working for me. The, the, the beauty of experience, isn't yeah. it? So that ends part one of the two-part series with Henriette. Uh, join me for the second part where we're going to chat about coaching that Henriette has uh, started doing as well as preparing for big races like the Discovery 947 ride Joburg and how Henriette prepares for races and how she suggests that we as women prepare for races. So join me for part two. Thanks for listening to the Discovery 947 Ride Joburg podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app. Lifepodcasts.fm